Hello, and welcome to another episode of our podcast recorded at the Seventh-day Adventist Church of Adairsville. I'm Jared, and we're delighted you're listening. But if you're ever in the area, we'd be even more excited if you dropped in to say hi and enjoyed some good Southern food with us. I was uh, born in Peru, and I studied medicine in Mexico, in Montemorelos. And when I went to Mexico, my plan was going back to Peru. I never had the plan for coming here to the United States. So I never studied English. <laughs> After, um, you know, when I was in high school, my parents wanted me to learn English, and they sent me to a um, special academy for studying English. And because I didn't have the desire for studying English, I never put attention. And guess what? I never pass. <laughs> and I repeat the cycle. My brother was better in English, and he was, you know, um, improving his, his skill in English. But I didn't care because I never know. When I was 15, 16, I never, you know, imagined that the Lord has plans for me coming to this country. But when I finished medical school, I was in love for my wife, and I just, she was born in Boston, so the things were different. <laughs> so that's, that's why I came uh, to the United States. Well, um, when I start practicing medicine, uh, my background is family medicine. So when I started doing family medicine, I was in love with wound care. I was doing wounds during one day uh, per week, and the rest of the week I was doing family medicine. But when I started learning, learning more about hyperbaric medicine, you know, this is a new specialty that takes my attention, and I am fascinated doing hyperbaric medicine full-time now with wound care. Uh, so the beginning of the presentation, we are going to talk about hyperbaric medicine. I'm going to explain some uh, important definitions about hyperbaric, me hyperbaric medicine and some signs before we enter to the biblical side, okay? You know, for me, it's impressive to just read Genesis 1. I find only one, you know, the Bible has a lot of information, a lot of science in the Bible. But only one verse has been captured my attention. It has been changed a lot for me. And we're going to talk about that, that verse. There is only a simple, simple uh, verse that has a lot of information. And we're going to talk about that today. So I'm going to ask Dr. Loco to come and help me with the translation. Yes. And we start here uh, our presentation. Okay, so, um, what I want to, um, lo que quisiera yo explicar primero, what I would like to explain first, es como medicina hiperbárica funciona. Is how hyperbaric medicine works. Nosotros ponemos al paciente dentro de la cámara hiperbárica, we put the patient in the hyperbaric chamber, y el paciente respira oxígeno al 100%. And the patient inspires air that is 100% oxygen. Ahora, los estudios que se han hecho en medicina medicine, están basados en estudios hiperbáricos que han sido por lo menos mínimo 1.8 atmósferas. También hay otros tipos de tratamiento. There are other types of treatments que están queriendo 
reclamar los beneficios de medicina hiperbárica. That are also trying to claim the benefits of hyperbaric medicine. Esas son las cámaras hiperbáricas portables. Those are the portable hyperbaric chambers. Que tratan con aire, no con oxígeno. That treat with air, not with oxygen. Entonces los beneficios que ellos reclaman no es lo mismo. So the benefits that they claim aren't the same. Okay, aquí tenemos las uh, indicaciones que son aprobadas por el Medicare. Here we have Medicare approved indications. Que son un total de 14. That are a total of 14 indications. No vamos a explicar uno por uno. We're not going to go one by one. Pero quisiera mencionar un principio básico. But I want to mention a basic principle. Any cell de cualquier célula de nuestro cuerpo. Any cell of our body. Necesita oxígeno. Needs oxygen. Para repararse. To repair. Para funcionar. To function. Y para cual producir cualquier actividad. And to do any type of activity. Entonces, no importa qué tipo de célula estamos hablando. So it doesn't matter what type of cell we're speaking of. Que sea sólida o líquida. Whether it's solid or liquid. Como el hueso y la sangre. Like the bones and blood. Necesitan oxígeno. It needs oxygen. Si nosotros disminuimos los niveles de oxígeno. If we diminish the levels of oxygen. Las células se comportan de una manera diferente. The cells act in a different manner. Las células del cerebro son más sensitivas comparando las células musculares. The cerebral cells or cells of the brain are more sensitive than our muscle cells. Aparentemente podría simular que no está afectando a la célula. You apparently it can appear as if the cell isn't being affected. Por ejemplo, los las células del músculo toleran más uh, niveles bajos de oxígeno comparando el cerebro. For example, the muscle cells in the muscles tolerate less oxygen tolerate better with less oxygen than our brain cells. Okay. En las siguientes gráficas. In the following graphs or images. Tenemos aquí el tipo de cámaras hiperbáricas que hay. We have the different types of chambers that are available. La clase número uh, tipo A. The es, type A. Class es uh, para muchas personas. Se pueden tratar de 4, 6, 10, 12 personas. Is there many people you can treat four, six, twelve people at a time? Aquí se, pre se presuriza con aire, no con oxígeno. Here you pressure with air, not with oxygen. Pero los pacientes respiran oxígeno a través de, un, de una cámara, de un hood. And so the patient inspires air, oxygen through a hood. Como si fuesen astronautas. Like you're an astronaut. Entonces este, tienen el, la combinación del, oxi del oxígeno y la presión. And so you have the combination of the oxygen and the pressure. Estas son el tipo B, que son para un solo paciente. This is the class B, which is a single occupancy. Esto se presuriza con oxígeno al 100%. This is pressurized with 100% oxygen. Y la clase C. And the class C. Es para uso de animales. Is for the use of animals. Yo quisiera mencionar un poquito de la historia de medicina hiperbárica. I would like to mention a little bit about the history of hyperbaric medicine. En 1960, en 1960, uh, se es la primera documentación que tenemos que en 1960 uh, se empezó con tratamientos hiperbáricos. 1960, La idea del tratamiento era que Ponían al paciente en una cámara con presión alta para problemas agudos. 
the idea of the treatment was that you put the patient in a chamber with high pressure for acute treatments. Y ponían a presiones bajas para problemas crónicos. And then you put reduced pressure for chronic diseases. Okay. Luego en 1832 también está documentado que ellos en Europa empezaron a crear cámaras hiperbáricas. In 1832 it is also documented that in Europe they were using these hyperbaric chambers. Todos estos tratamientos era con, uh, con aire, no con oxígeno. All these treatments were with air, not with oxygen. Entonces tenían muchos problemas. So they had many problems. Más adelante vamos a ver cómo es que los buzos pueden desarrollar problemas porque el tratamiento hiperbárico simula, uh, simula un buceo. We also, later on, we're going to talk about how skydivers can have problems because the hyperbaric therapy is similar to what scuba divers go through. Okay, in 1955, okay, in 1955, un cirujano alemán, a German uh, surgeon, Dr. Borema, Dr. Borema, um, decidió hacer un estudio, un experimento. Decided to do a study, an experiment. El estudio consistió en poner un cerdo en una cámara hiperbárica a cuatro atmósferas. The study put a pig in a hyperbaric chamber at four atmospheres. Y la segundo paso del estudio fue sacarle la sangre y ponerle solo plasma. And the second part of the study was to exsanguinate or take out all the blood and to put in plasma. Lo impresionante que resultó, el resultado de este estudio fue que el cerdo vivió las cuatro horas que estuvo debajo, bajo presión. And the most impressive thing is that this pig survived without blood under this pressure for four hours. La base, la base de medicina hiperbárica o el tratamiento hiperbárico the basis of hyperbaric medicine nos muestra que la presión hace que el gas se disuelva en el líquido. It demonstrates that the pressure causes gas to dissolve in liquid. Entonces, si el oxígeno se disuelve en, la plasma, en el plasma, no necesita los glóbulos rojos. And so if the oxygen dissolves in the plasma, you don't need red blood cells. Pero podemos morir por infección o por otros problemas. But you can die from infection or other problems. Okay. En, en 1900, in the 1900s, eh, un doctor en um, Ohio, Dr. Cunningham, a doctor in Ohio, Dr. Cunningham, era anestesiólogo y él trataba con cámaras hiperbáricas. Was an anesthesiologist and he would treat with hyperbaric chambers. Ellos usaban aire, no, no usaban oxígeno en ese momento, en ese entonces. They would use air, they wouldn't use oxygen at that time. Pero con el tratamiento y las limitaciones que tenían, ellos veían muy buenos resultados para salvar heridas y sanar a la gente. But the treatment with the options that they had, that they would see good results for wounds, and salvar a la gente, salvar. And to save people. En una ocasión tuvo la oportunidad de tratar a una persona con mucho dinero. On one event, he was able, occasion, he was able to treat somebody with lots of money. Que estuvo muy agradecido por prevenir la amputación de su pierna. Who was very thankful to, for the prevention of the amputation of his leg. Entonces le ofreció dinero para ayudar a la comunidad de alguna manera. And so he offered him money to, for him to help the community in a way. Entonces su sueño era crear un hotel hiperbárico. 
So his dream was to create a hyperbaric hotel. Aquí tenemos fotos. Here we have de 1920, pictures. del sanatorio hiperbárico, que tenía cinco pisos. In the 1920s of the um, sanitarium that had approximately 20 floors, stories. Tenía muchos compartimentos, cinco. Five floors, sorry, five stories. Tenía, tenía muchos compartimentos y ambientes. It had many compartments. Que la gente se quedaba en el hotel por cerca de tres meses. And the people would stay in the hotel for approximately three months. Después de ese tiempo, él empezó a reclamar que había encontrado la cura para la diabetes, para la hipertensión, para eh, el sífilis y para el cáncer. After that, that experiment, he had claimed that he found the treatment for syphilis, hypertension, diabetes, and cancer. Acuérdense que estamos hablando de los 1900 cuando los médicos recomendaban fumar para problemas respiratorios. Remember, we're talking about 1900s when the doctors were telling people to actually smoke for their respiratory, respiratory problems. La ciencia no había avanzado y no conocía de la manera como nosotros conocemos ahora. The science had an advance and didn't have the knowledge that we have now. Entonces, la comunidad médica de aquel entonces no aceptó los reclamos que él hacía. So the medical society of that time did not accept the claims that he made at that moment. Y le pedía una explicación médica científica. And would ask him for a scientific explanation. Y la única explicación que él pudo entender en aquel entonces es que el cáncer era producido por bacterias que no toleraban oxígeno, que la diabetes era producido por, diabetes, por bacterias que no producían, y todas estas condiciones eran producidas por bacterias. And so the only explanation he could think of at the moment with what he knew was that maybe bacteria didn't survive in, the, in this environment. So the bacteria that would cause diabetes wouldn't survive in this environment, or the bacteria that would cause cancer or hypertension or syphilis wouldn't, wouldn't survive in this environment. Ahora nosotros sabemos que las bacterias no producen diabetes. Well, now we have the knowledge that bacteria doesn't cause diabetes. Hay ciertas teorías que infecciones virales podrían afectar la producción de de insulina en el páncreas. There are certain theories that certain viruses can affect the production of insulin in, in cells in your pancreas. Ahora quisiera tomar unos minutos para hablar el mecanismo cómo es que trabaja la medicina hiperbárica. And now I would like to take some minutes to talk about the theory of how hyperbaric medicine works. Okay. Eh, el National Oceanic Administration um, Department of the Government eh, reco ha reconocido estos niveles de oxígeno uh, en el ambiente. The organization he previously mentioned <laughs> oh, uh, suggests that these are the, um, the different levels of oxygen that the, que el hombre puede ser sometido. That human beings can be under. Okay. Nuestro hábitat natural, Our natural habitat, el aire que respiramos ahora, the air that we breathe right now, tiene 21% oxígeno has 21 oxygen, y 79% nitrógeno. And then 79 nitrogen. Si nosotros sometemos a una persona, a un buzo, o, o lo, lo ponemos por periodos largos a respirar 10% de oxígeno, if we put a person, for example, a skydiver, Sorry, a scuba diver under 10% oxygen. Va a empezar con problemas de conciencia, se va a desmayar. Over long periods of time, he's going to have problems of his consciousness and he's going to pass out. 
Por otro lado, si lo sometemos a mucho oxígeno, empezamos con problemas de toxicidad por oxígeno. Then you have problems with toxicity of oxygen. Las células que más rápido se afectan o se dañan son las células pulmonares. The cells that are affected the most and are more likely to be damaged are your lung cells. Um, entonces empezamos con problemas para recibir oxígeno. And so then we start having problems to receive oxygen. Cuando uh, sometemos a una persona por periodos largos de oxígeno al más del 100%, When we place a person under oxygen of more than 100% for a long period of time, empezamos con toxicidad en el cerebro. You start having toxicity in your brain. Entonces hay un rango entre el 16% al 50% que nosotros no sabemos con seguridad si hubiera un estado mejor o no. So there's a range between 16. the 16% and the 50% that we don't know for sure how we would tolerate it. Nuestra realidad es el 21% de oxígeno. Our reality is 21%. Um, quisiera explicarles un poquito sobre cómo es que la atmósfera está hecha. I want to explain a little bit of how the atmosphere is made. El, el oxígeno que respiramos ahora the oxygen that we breathe now no es el mismo cuando subimos una montaña. Isn't the same oxygen when we climb a mountain. Por gravedad, hay más partículas de oxígeno acá abajo. Because of gravity, we have more particles of oxygen here. Lo mismo Now. pasa con el vapor de agua. The same thing with water vapor. The water vapor es el que produce la temperatura en el ambiente. Water vapor is what gives us the temperature in the environment. Cuando no hay, cuando no hay agua, es más frío. When there is no water, it's colder. Cuando hay más vapor de agua, es más caliente. When there's more water vapor, it's warmer. Cuando ustedes van en el avión y ven la pantalla del televisor y ven cuál es la temperatura afuera. When you're in the plane and you look at the temperature in the television outside. Usted podría asumir que está más cerca al sol y debería ser más caliente. You would assume, well, I'm closer to the sun, so it should be warmer. Pero es más frío. But it's colder. Porque hay menos agua allá arriba. Because there's less water up there. Y si se descomprime el avión, si se abre una ventana, las máscaras van a caer. And so, for example, if the plane opened, then you would have the mask coming down. Porque no hay oxígeno arriba como lo hay acá abajo. Because there's not the same amount of oxygen up there than as there is down here. Entonces nosotros decimos And so we say que al nivel del mar that sea at sea level el peso del aire es una atmósfera. The weight of the air is one atmosphere. Si vamos a 18,000 pies, es media atmósfera. If we go 18,000 feet, Is media. Half of an atmosphere. Y si vamos al espacio, And if you go to space, es cero atmósfera. It's zero atmosphere. Lo opuesto sucede cuando vamos debajo del agua. The opposite happens when we go underwater. Okay. Go, uh, voy a pasar estas slides un poco rápido. I'm going to go through these slides rather quickly. Pero aquí está mencionando los beneficios del ambiente hiperbárico. And here it's mentioning the benefits of the hyperbaric environment. Hay estudios que muestran que las células del cerebro pueden resistir más después de un trauma. Are, there are studies that suggest that after a tra trauma, your brain cells can tolerate more oxygen. El sistema inmune también puede ponerse más fuerte con un ambiente hiperbárico. Your immunological system can also get stronger in the hyperbaric system. 
¿Las hormonas se pueden autorregular mejor con un ambiente hiperbárico? Y hay ciertos estudios que están demostrando que Dr. Cunningham tenía razón. Hay ciertos estudios, no se han hecho en humanos todavía, pero hay ciertos estudios que demuestran que un paciente tratado en, con tratamiento hiperbárico puede, simil, puede ser similar o mejor que la quimioterapia. There are several studies, and we haven't done these in humans yet, but that suggest that placing a patient or uh, a being in a hyperbaric environment, can, people can, with cancer, they can do possibly the same or better than chemotherapy. Estamos entendiendo are we understanding que el cancer crece más rápido en un ambiente de poco oxígeno. That cancer grows faster in an environment with less oxygen. Ese es el estímulo para crear capilares y arterias y, cre y crecer. That's the stimulus to create capillaries and blood vessels and grow. Y si lo ponemos en un ambiente hiperbárico, eso se, se cancela, se para. And if you put it in a hyperbaric environment, that can cancel. Okay. También se ha postulado There's also been speculation que el cáncer y el envejecimiento van juntos. That cancer and aging go together. Si uno consigue el tratamiento para el cáncer, uno también encuentra el tratamiento para el envejecimiento. You can also find the treatment for aging. Porque los dos tienen la misma, uh, la misma base. Because they both have the same basis. Y yo quisiera explicar un poquito sobre el tipo de cáncer que nos acosa actualmente. Cuando yo estudiaba para los boards aquí en Estados Unidos, les mencioné hace un momento atrás que mi esposa, mi, mi corazón estaba en Boston y este fue el motivo que me hizo estudiar este tema. I told you guys that my wife was in, or my heart was in Boston, and this is what motivated me to study medicine here. Cuando estudiaba los boards de la sección de cirugía general, When, while I was studying for my boards in the general surgery section, ellos mencionaban dos iglesias. They would mention two churches. Mencionaban a los testigos de Jehová por, um, por la parte ética para no transfundirlos. They would mention Jehovah Witnesses because of the ethical part of not, no transfusions. Y la Iglesia Adventista por los índices bajos de cáncer. And also the Adventist Church because of the low, indice, uh, low rate of cancer. ¿Y saben qué? Me puse muy contento. And you know what? I got very happy. Me sentí muy orgulloso. I felt very proud. Pero cuando seguí leyendo me puse triste. Reading, Porque el siguiente párrafo decía que los únicos que no caían en, en el mismo índice de cáncer eran los adventistas que eran vegetarianos. Los adventistas que no eran vegetarianos caían en el mismo índice de cáncer que los otros. Amongst Adventists that weren't vegetarian, they had the same rate of cancer as the general population. Y yo no era vegetariano. And I was a vegetarian. Okay. Y yo quisiera explicar un poquito cómo se ha postulado el inicio del cáncer. And so I want to talk a little bit about the start of cancer. Y de aquí adelante voy a hablar un poquito acerca del envejecimiento. 
and this is the theory. So from here on, I'm going to talk about a little bit as well as a, about aging. Si nosotros cuando nacemos se supone que estamos con células normales. We have to assume that when we're born, we have normal cells. Y dependiendo la exposición que tenemos en nuestro cuerpo, and depending on the exposure we have in our body, nosotros podemos convertir las células normales en células pretumorales. We can convert our normal cells to pretumoral cells. No necesariamente se ha desarrollado el cáncer. That doesn't mean that you necessarily have developed cancer. Pero estás a un paso de desarrollarlo. But you are one step away from developing. Y tú puedes morir en esta condición y nunca desarrollar el cáncer. And you can die in this condition and never develop cancer. Es por eso que algunas personas dicen, oh, yo he tenido el mismo estilo de vida de esta, de esta otra persona y yo nunca desarrollé el cáncer. That's why some people say, I've had the same lifestyle as that other person with cancer, but I've never had cancer. Ok, hasta que eventualmente desarrollamos el cáncer. Ok, until eventually we develop the cancer. Uh, ahí tengo unas palabras que no se, no se pueden ver. Here I have some words that may, maybe aren't so visible. Pero arriba de la flecha roja tenemos promotores que son carcinógenos. On top of the red arrow we have promoters which are carcinogens. Y debajo de la línea de la flecha azul tenemos protectores que son antioxidantes. And below in the blue arrow we have protectors which are antioxidants. Entonces si tú has desarrollado un cuerpo con células pretumorales, so if you have developed Uh, pretumoral cells y estás expuesto a carcinógenos and you're exposed to carcinogens vas a desarrollar el cáncer fácilmente. You're going to develop cancer easily. ¿Ustedes han escuchado de carcinógenos? ¿Dónde se puede encontrar? Have you guys heard of carcinogens and where you can find them? El fumar es uno. Smoking is one. Alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, radiación. Radiation. Químicos. Chemicals. ¿Ustedes han escuchado sobre los antioxidantes? Have you guys heard of antioxidants? ¿Dónde lo encuentra uno? Where do you find them? Las frutas y las nueces. Fruits and nuts. Okay. Okay, voy a avanzar por acá. I'm going to go ahead here. En esta gráfica vemos cómo las células se replican o in, se duplican. In this graph we see how the cells replicate or duplicate. Cada vez que las células se replican Every time a cell replicates, y produce una nueva información del DNA, and produce a new information for the DNA el DNA no se replica idénticamente. The DNA does not replicate exactly the same. La parte que se ve afectada son los telómeros. The part that is most affected are the telomeres. ¿Ustedes han escuchado de los telómeros? ¿Saben lo, lo que son los telómeros? Have you guys heard of telomeres? Do you know what telomeres are? Los telómeros son unos sombreritos, si podemos decir, que protegen el extremo del DNA. The telomeres are caps. like caps that protect the extremes of the DNA. Entonces, mientras tanto los telómeros estén intactos, la información del DNA va a estar completa. So as long as the telomeres are intact, the information in the DNA is going to be intact. Pero cada vez que la célula se replica, but every time the cell replicates, Necesita la enzima que se llama telomerasa. It needs the enzyme called telomerase. La telomerasa va otra vez mandar la misma información a los telómeros. The telomerase sends the same information back to the telomere. Adivinen qué. Guess what? 
Nosotros producimos telomerasa solo hasta la edad de 10 años. We only produce telomerase only until 10 years of age. Después de eso, After that, no producimos más telomerasa. We don't produce any more telomerase. Entonces, cada vez que se duplica el, el DNA, so every time the DNA replicates, los telómeros se van achicando. The telomerase gets, the telomeres get smaller. ¿Ustedes sabían que existe un examen de sangre que les podría decir cuántos años más de vida tienen? Did you know that there is a, a blood test that can tell you how many more years of life is left in your body? Ellos solamente miden los, el tamaño de los telómeros. They only measure the size of the telomeres. Yo creo que nos causaría mucho miedo y no quisiéramos hacernos el examen de sangre. I think that this would cause us a lot of fear. We wouldn't want to do blood work. Pero la, lo, lo mejor que uno puede saber con este estudio es que si uno cambia el estilo de vida, esto puede mejorar. But the best thing that you can know about these studies is that if you change your lifestyle, this can be, get better. Ok. Aquí hay un estudio que se re, realizó en Israel. This is a study that was done in Israel. El Departamento Naval de Israel The Navy Department in Israel decidió estudiar los efectos de un ambiente hiperbárico o buceo. Want to study the effects of a hyperbaric environment or scuba diving environment? En los buzos durante un año. In a scuba diver during a year. Entonces, en los primeros tuvieron dos grupos, uno que no era sometido al buceo y el otro que solamente buceaban todos los días. So they had two groups, one that was Uh, scuba diving every day and another group that didn't scuba dive. Los, los dos grupos tenían este, buzos de 19 años. Both groups had scuba divers that were 19 years old. Ellos hacían la misma actividad física cuando no buceaban. They would do the same act, physical activity when they weren't scuba diving. Entonces ellos encontraron que el grupo que buceaba, los primeros cinco meses, los buzos buceaban un promedio de 20 horas por semana. So for the first five months, the scuba divers that would scuba dive would scuba dive for approximately 20 hours a week. Y los siguientes seis meses, un promedio de cinco horas por semana. And the following um, six seis. months, they would scuba dive for five hours a week. Ellos encontraron que los telómeros de los glóbulos blancos estaban más alargados. Estaban más alargados, más okay. grandes. They found that in the scuba divers that were scuba diving, They had the telomeres that were longer and that their red blood cells were bigger. Y también encontraron que la enzima telomerasa que el cuerpo no produce estaba siendo producida. And they also found that the telomerase that the body usually doesn't produce was being produced. Okay. Ahora yo quisiera llevarlos a la Biblia. Now I want to take you to the Bible. He empezado primero con la base científica. I, I started with the basis, the scientific basis. Y ahora quisiera compararlo con la Biblia. And now I want to compare it with the Bible. En Génesis 1.6. In Genesis 1.6, it says, And God said, Let there be a firmament, firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters, which were under the firmament, from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Cuando era niño y miraba este versículo, no lo entendía. 
When I was a child and I would read this verse, I didn't understand it. Y para ser sincero, hasta que era adulto, antes de entrar a medicina hiperbárica. En mi mente, por algún motivo, pensaba lo que había pasado en el Mar Rojo, que se separaban las aguas. Pero aquí nos menciona que había aguas sobre la expansión. But here it mentions that there was water above expansion. Y si hubiera habido aguas arriba de la expansión, entonces sería el peso del aire más el peso del agua. Y la presión atmosférica sería totalmente diferente. And the would be okay. Esas son las capas de la atmósfera. These are the different layers of the atmosphere. No hay agua. There's no water. Esto podría ser lo que menciona la Biblia. This could potentially be what the Bible is mentioning. Una capa de agua en la atmósfera. A layer of water in the atmosphere. Esto hubiera traído ciertos beneficios al planeta. This would have brought certain benefits to the planet. Los rayos gamma, ultravioleta, no hubieran penetrado la atmósfera fácilmente porque el agua no es un buen conductor de radiación. The gamma rays and ultraviolet rays wouldn't penetrate the atmosphere easily because the water is not conducive to penetrating these rays. Adivinen qué, estos son unos riesgos grandes para cáncer de piel. And guess what these are? Es eso? A riesgo grande para oh, cáncer. Oh, big risks for the, the skin cancer. Si hubiera habido vapor de agua, se hubiera podido ver a través de eso. La luz hubiera podido penetrar el planeta. And if there was a water vapor, you would see that the light would penetrate through it, visible light spectrum. Y otra cosa que hubiera sido interesante es que el clima en todo el planeta hubiera sido el mismo. And another interesting point is that the climate in all the planet would be the same. En el tiempo del diluvio, cuando el Señor dijo que iba a mandar el diluvio, dijo que las estaciones iban a cambiar. In the time of the flood, and when the Lord said that he would send the flood, he said the season, sí. seasons would change. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth by understanding hath established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. Psalm 136.5 to, to him that by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endureth forever. Okay, aquí vamos a hablar unas citas, vamos a leer unas citas de lo que menciona la hermana Huay acerca del diluvio. Now here we're going to read a, a citation of what Ellen G. White says about the flood. But upon the eighth day, dark clouds overspread the heavens. There followed muttering of thunder and the flash of lightning. Soon large drops of rain began to fall. The world had never witnessed anything like this, and the hearts of men were struck with fear. All were secretly inquiring, can it be that Noah was in the right and that the world is doomed to destruction? Genesis 7:11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains were all the fountains of the great deep, deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. ¿Qué edad tenía Noé cuando vino el diluvio? What, what age was Noah when the flood came? ¿Cuántos años más vivió después del diluvio? How many more years did he live after the flood? Noé fue uno 
uno de los últimos patriarcas que vivió más de 900 años. Noah was one of the last patriarchs that lived around 900 years of age. Esta cita también está en, uh, en uh, Patriarcas y Profetas. This citation is also in Patriots and Patriarchs and Prophets. Darker and darker grew the heavens, and faster came the falling rain. The beasts were roaming about in the wildest terror, and their discordant cries seemed to moan out their own destiny and fate of man. Then the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. Verse 11. Water appeared to come from the clouds in mighty cataracts. River broke away from their boundaries and overflowed the valleys. Jets of water burst from the earth with indescribable force, throwing massive rocks hundreds of feet into the air, and these in falling buried themselves deep in the ground. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Genesis 8.22. Eso es lo que estábamos mencionando hace un poco. That's what we were mentioning a little while ago. Hasta después del diluvio es cuando empezaron las estaciones. It was until after the flood that we had this change. Okay. Um, sorry, Genesis 3. Genesis um, 6.3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be... 120 years. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Si uno se pone a investigar en internet, if we start investigating on the internet, y uno busca cuánto debería ser nuestro promedio de vida, genéticamente hablando, and you try to find what should be our lifespan, genetically speaking, van a llegar a la conclusión que son 120 años. You're going to come to the conclusion that it's 120 years. Eso debería ser la rutina de todos nosotros. That should be the routine for all of us. Y esta información no la estoy trayendo de la Biblia. La Biblia dice lo mismo. This information I'm not bringing from the Bible, but the Bible is saying the same thing. Nuestro estilo de vida. Our lifestyle a las cosas que hemos sido expuestos the that we have been to, hace que no lleguemos a los 120 años. Make that we don't live the 120 years. O sea, estas zonas de, de, de blue zones que se mencionó en la mañana debería ser lo normal para todos. Be the norm for Pero ese es nuestro estilo de vida el que no permite que sea así. Esa, esa gráfica lo mencionamos hace un poco. This is a graph that we mentioned a little while ago. Es lo que, lo que yo entiendo que después de, de Noé is what I understand that after Noah hubo un daño genético. There was a genetic change and damage. Y cuando comienzan a leer eh, los siguientes libros este, Abraham vivió 190 años, 180 años. Uh, Abraham, and if we leave, read the subsequent books, we see that Abraham lived 190 years. And then Moses lived approximately 120 years. Durante eh, el trabajo de investigación que tuve hacer durante mi especialidad, 
Este, este tema llamó mi atención. This topic really called my attention. Durante el trabajo de investigación encontré muy, algunos eh, artículos muy interesantes. While I was doing my research project, I found very interesting articles. Encontré un artículo en la revista Nature. I found an article in the news, uh, the news magazine Nature. Que habían analizado una burbuja de aire en la roca en Australia. That they had analyzed an air bubble in a rock in Australia. Porque ellos querían entender cómo era el ambiente prehistórico. Because they wanted to understand how the prehistoric environment was. Lo interesante que ellos encontraron era que la concentración de oxígeno en esa burbuja de aire era 40%. The interesting thing that they found in the air of the, is that the amount of oxygen in that air bubble, bubble was approximately 40%. Ellos en su discusión también hablaba y explicaba cómo era el ambiente prehistórico. In their discussion, they also spoke about how the environment was prehistorically. Muchas de, es, muchas de esas conclusiones, yo estoy de acuerdo. Many of their conclusions I agree with. Ellos mencionaban que los animales prehistóricos tenían, los dinosaurios, por ejemplo, tenían un tórax pequeño. They mentioned that a lot of the prehistoric animals, for example, dinosaurs, had a small thorax. Comparando a la masa corporal. Compared to the body mass. Y la cantidad de oxígeno que ellos podrían asumir con este 21% no podrían sobrevivir. And the amount of oxygen that they would receive with that 21% isn't enough for them to survive. Entonces ellos morirían. So they would die. Y la otra cosa que ellos decían que las aves prehistóricas no podrían volar con este, con la densidad del aire que tenemos. And another thing that they mention is that these prehistoric birds can't fly with the same amount of density of air that we have now. Debido al tamaño y al peso ocupando el espacio, en, en, en el espacio, no podrían volar. Because of their size, in the, that in the amount of space they would occupy in the sky, they wouldn't be able to fly. Pero, But, entendiendo que la densidad del, del aire podría haber sido diferente teniendo el peso del agua en el aire, la densidad hubiera cambiado. But understanding that maybe the density of the air was different, having the water in the air, then this would have been more possible for them to fly. Okay. La dieta original que tuvo Adán y Eva. Okay, the original diet that Adam and Eve had. Tenía un propósito. Had a purpose. La dieta original que tenía Dios para ellos era mantenerlos con la vida eternamente. The purpose of the diet that God gave Adam and Eve was for them to live eternally. Acuérdense que Dios al crear a Adán y a Eva tenían el plan de que ellos vivieran por siempre. Remember that when God created Adam and Eve, it was for the plan of them living eternally. Entonces el planeta fue creado para mantener la vida eternamente. And so the planet was created so they can have eternal life. Um, yo creo que nos saltamos unos slides que voy a ir un poquito atrás. I'm sorry, I guess that we jump few slides that I want to just go back here. Okay, this is the one. Um, entonces, si, si es que fuese verdad lo que esta revista sugiere. So if it's true what this magazine suggests que el oxígeno podría ser cerca del 40% 
that the oxygen could have been approximately 40%. Estaríamos cerca a la parte tóxica con, con oxígeno. We would be close to the toxic part of oxygen. Al menos que nuestra dieta hubiera sido diferente. Unless our environment would have been different. Nosotros recomendamos a los pacientes que van a entrar a la cámara hiperbárica que, cons que consuman bastante antioxidantes. We recommend patients that go into the hyperbaric chamber to consume lots of antioxidants. Para prevenir la toxicidad con oxígeno. To prevent toxicity with oxygen. Entonces, si la dieta de Adán y Eva era básicamente antioxidantes. So that means that Adam and Eve's diet was, was basically antioxidants. Okay. I'm going to read this. God's law is written by his own finger upon every nerve, every muscle, every faculty which has been entrusted to man. God in his wisdom has established natural laws for the proper control of our dress, our appetites, and our passion, and he requires us obedience in every, partic in every partic particular. The transgression of physical law is transgression of God's law. Our creator is Jesus Christ. He is the author of our being. He is the author of the physical law. He is the author of the moral law. Okay. Acordémonos que el gobierno de Dios está basado en leyes. Remember that God's government is based on laws. El enemigo, Satanás, quiso ir en contra de las leyes. The enemy, Satan, wanted to go against the laws. Porque él decía que las leyes de Dios eran un tropiezo para nuestra perfección. Because he said God's laws was a stumbling block for our perfection. Él pensaba que no necesitábamos leyes y podríamos con libertad llegar a ser criaturas mejores. And he thought that we didn't need these laws, that with freedom we could be of superior creatures. Pero podemos entender ahora que el gobierno de Dios tiene leyes morales como leyes naturales. But we can understand now that God's law has moral laws and natural laws. Mediante leyes es que como controla, es como controla el universo y mantiene este planeta en su eje. Through laws, that's how he controls the universe and maintains the earth on its axis. Y con leyes naturales mantiene la salud de nuestro cuerpo. And with natural laws, he maintains the health of our body. Nosotros no podemos irnos en contra de las leyes naturales y echarle la culpa a Dios si es que nos pasa algo. We can't go against his natural laws and then blame God if something happens to us. Yo no me puedo ir al techo de la iglesia y decir que quiero ir en contra de las leyes de la gravedad. I can't go to the roof of the church and say I want to go against God's natural laws. I'm going to pay that. <laughs> Lo mismo pasa con nuestra salud. The same thing happens with our health. A veces nosotros violamos las leyes naturales sin saber. Sometimes we violate God's natural laws without knowing. Y muchas veces lo hacemos sabiendo. And sometimes we do it knowing. God calls for reformers to stand in defense of the laws he has established to govern the human system and to maintain an elevated standard in the training of the mind and culture of the heart. It is the duty of every person to become intelligent in regards to disease and its causes. All our enjoyment of suffering may be traced to obedience or transgression of natural law. Healthy living of, by Ellen G. White. Con esta, con esta última ilustración yo quisiera terminar. With this last illustration I would like to finish. Mientras la ciencia busca entender um, 
la solución a los problemas y el origen de, de, del hombre. While the science tries to understand the solution of, of our problems and the origin of man. Cuando continúa acumulando información y poniendo fuerte su argumento. And as it accumulates more information, getting their argument stronger. Y puede ver las cosas más claras. And can see things clearer. Cuando llega a la cima de la montaña del conocimiento. When they get to the summit of the mountain of knowledge. Lo único que pueden ver. The only thing that they can see. Es la creación. Is creation. Que Dios nos bendiga. God bless. No sé si tienen alguna pregunta para mí o lo I, quieren hacer después. I don't know if there are any questions for me or if you want to do them later. So what class uh, chamber do you have at the Boys We have a monoplace chamber. What? Monoplace for one person. Oh, okay. Yeah. The multiplace chamber is too expensive. And what's the problem with, uh, with um, not having oxygen? Just you, is there a problem with just air? Okay. Remember that going inside the chamber, that's fine, I, I guess I can. I can survive now. No, you couldn't survive before. <laughs> uh, the hyperbaric treatment is going to simulate diving. Remember that the, um, the hyperbaric uh, treatment is going to consist in two things, pressure and oxygen. So when we go under the water, we know that already we live in one atmosphere environment, right? So when we go 10 meters or 33 feet deep, the atmospheric environment is going to duplicate. So it's going to be two atmospheres at 33 feet. If we go an extra 10 feet or 20 feet from the sea level, it's going to be three atmospheres. And if we continue 10 meters or 33 more feet, it's going to be an extra atmosphere. So when we go under the water, the pressure of the gas is going to make that the gas that we are breathing dissolve into the plasma. The same thing that happened with the pig, right? The pigs survived four hours without blood because the oxygen was dissolved in the plasma. There was no white blood cells. There were no platelets. So we, the pig can die, you know, from bleeding or from infection. But he survived four hours without blood only because the gas was dissolved into the plasma. So the same thing happened when we go inside the chamber. Now, we pressurize with 100% oxygen. We don't pressurize with air. The multiplace chamber are pressurized with air, but they breathe the oxygen to a hood. So they are not breathing air. Otherwise, they will develop the bends or the decompression illness. I don't know if you hear about that. What happened with the diver? When they go under the water and they go under pressure and stay, I don't know, 20, 30, one hour, two hours, the nitrogen is not going to be absorbed by the cells. The oxygen is going to be absorbed by the cells and it's going to be utilized. But nitrogen is not utilized. So when we start coming out, the nitrogen is start going back to the uh, vessels, to the veins. And if we decompress too fast, it's going to happen the same thing that happened with the soda. If you have the opportunity, I'm not suggesting that, <laughs> to drinking a soda, if you shake the bottle, you don't see the, the real amount of gas that is in the bottle until you shake the bottle and then you open. So why this happened? Because there was more pressure inside the bottle and the phosphate or the gas was dissolved into the liquid. And now we are exposing that to a different environment. Okay? So the same thing happened with the diver when they decompress very fast. If they miscalculate the amount of oxygen or air that they have in the tank, 
they need to come out just in a few minutes because they're going to die. Anyways, they're going to die. So when they come out very fast, all the nitrogen that was in the body start going back to the veins and start creating bubbles. And the bubbles are going to simulate a stroke. So rather than being a uh, clots, it's going to be air bubbles. And there is a different type of presentations for decompression illness. Okay, so that's the problem with treating with air. So when a diver, he doesn't use just plain oxygen? No, they, they usually, does depend how deep they go, they are going to use air, but they need to decompress. Right. So when they decompress, that means that they don't come straight to the surface. They are going to go maybe 20, 10 feet, and they are going to stay for 15, 20, one hour, does depend the time of the depth that they went. So the body starts releasing the nitrogen slowly, and you can manage that. And the last question is, I know sometimes the real deep dives, they use uh, helium instead of nitrogen. Why is that? Because um, nitrogen has a different tendency for dissolution. So the, the way how it's going to diffuse in the, in the lungs is going to be different. That's why they are looking for different type of gas that is not going to create that. And remember, I don't have that slide here, but imagine that we put two chairs of this on the same space. At one atmosphere, we have the space of this chair here. But we compress two chairs on the same space, it's like putting in two atmospheres. Okay? So the air at two atmosphere is equivalent to 42% at one atmosphere. And this is a little bit confusing. Because the particles of of, uh, of air at one atmosphere is 21% and 79% nitrogen, right? And we have another, uh, the, same, the same space here, but we compress to two atmosphere, we double the amount of particles. So we'll be 42% comparing the one atmosphere, but it's still 21% because the 79% also was duplicate, okay? So two atmosphere can work similar to uh, 41% oxygen at one atmosphere, where we are not counting about nitrogen. I've got a question, until somebody else does. You and I talked about why the flood took place over many days rather than all at once. That was a very interesting question. And perhaps the food in the ark. Maybe you could yes. elaborate on that. Okay. Imagine that this is just a medical conclusion, okay? If Adam and Eve, and I'm sorry, if Noah and all the animals were living in different environment and different atmospheric pressure, and they were living, Noah lived 900 years, right? Because the oxygen level maybe was different, but also nitrogen was different. What will happen with Noah if God decided doing the flood in one day? Noah and the animals will die from decompression illness. That was interesting. So the rain started coming for 40 days and there was decompressing slowly for 40 days. Yeah, for God, everything is possible. I know that God, if he wants to keep alive Noah and the animals in one day, he is capable to that. But for some reason, he used the physic laws to rule everything. And he showed his father that way. His, his power that, that, that way. Any other questions? So I gather from what you said 
that 100% um, oxygen at one atmosphere would require maybe four or five atmospheres of air, of just plain air to get yeah. the same effect. Uh, yes, yes. But the problem will be the nitrogen. Yeah, but technically, if we are breathing the same amount, we are putting the same amount of oxygen. Yes. That's why when divers um, need to go deeper, and we double the amount of oxygen, and they need to spend for a long time uh, of period under the water, the concentration of the, of the oxygen is, is not 21%. It can be 10%. It can be 8%, because that's going to double the amount of particles and they're going to do well at that concentration. Thank you for listening. For more messages and food for your spiritual life, go to adairsvillesda.com. <laughs>